Hello and welcome to Eden Exchanges. Today we spoke to Tim Tisdale, a franchisor at Jim's Test and Tag and Fire Safety in Sydney and regional New South Wales. Tim discussed why he moved from his old job into a franchise business, the relationship between franchisee and franchisor, and his opinion on where the testing and tagging and fire safety industry is heading. He also discussed a business opportunity available in Wagga Wagga, with a lucrative territory up for grabs with Jim's Test and Tag and Fire Safety. Welcome everyone, my name is Raghu and I'm here with Frank Zemus from Eden Exchange. Hi everyone. Today we're joined by Tim Tisdale, who's a franchiser at Jim's Test and Tag and Fire Safety in Sydney and country New South Wales. Look, thanks a lot for joining us today, Tim. No worries guys, thank you very much for having me. Now, can you firstly start off by telling us how you came to head up your region in New South Wales for Jim's Test and Tag and Fire Safety? How did you get into the business and what effect has it had on your lifestyle? Yeah, no, thanks, Regu. It was probably a couple of years ago I was working in my previous employer. I got to a stage where I couldn't grow anymore within that business. I was able to have some different roles within that business model. Took away a lot of training, sales training on the road, as well as some management, managing some teams, some KPIs and budgets and things. But uh, got to a point that I couldn't grow anymore in Wagga Wagga where we were based. So it was either we had to move the family unit or look for something else. So basically one day I was just in the office at work, as we may do, and was just on the internet looking for any businesses for sale in Wagga Wagga, where we're locally based, and uh, come across a existing franchise business in Wagga Wagga that was for sale, and uh, started to make our inquiries from there. All right, excellent. And who do you think would suit running a franchise in your territory? I mean, what, what type of background do franchisees come from? Backgrounds are all pretty vast. Everyone's got different experiences or trainings in different fields, different areas. But I think someone who really wants just to have a uh, stable business, have a good model, good built solid policies and training behind them and just really wants to get out there and just work their own business and have all the expert training support there available when need be to fall back onto. So someone who really wants to just build in that bit of a lifestyle in regards to a bit of a work and then obviously if you want to take some time off or do whatever it may be to have on the side as well. Yeah, uh, Tim, look, I, I'm interested in um, in all the factors that sort of made you, I guess, sick of your, your, your last job in, in uh, Wagga Wagga and just what, what, were, what were the factors? Was it the fact that the job was getting boring or were you looking for a new challenge? Were you looking for more flexibility? What sort of drove you to, to a business? Yeah, that's good, Frank. It's probably got to the point that I felt that I had learnt and also had some great skills internally myself that developed over time and had an outlet, had to find an outlet to use those better for myself. So I got to a point where I was getting stale, if I use that word, and that was really why I wanted to take that extra step up and just have uh, something that had a goal for me, where I wanted to be, what I wanted to do, and have a bit more of a direction where before it was just a matter of nearly turn up every day, do your job and go home with no sort of further forwardment or direction of where, where to go to. So I was looking just to utilise all those skills and the training I had and put that into my own efforts and get the rewards for myself and my family. And how do you think it has affected your you know, your career outlook as well as your lifestyle? No, I think it's just enhanced it, um, Regu, um, based on the fact that I was able to utilise all the training I had over the last past seven years in my previous job and put that into practice for myself and see the benefits for us as well. And 
basically get to a point that I had to replace an existing income, obviously. Business model that I brought, it had $50,000 worth of customer base as a starting point, which was a great uh, leg up to start with. But I needed to make more out of that. And I was able to increase that quite well in my first 12 months to the point that, you know, you can nearly cover yourself for four days work and have uh, have that fifth day for yourself or your family, whatever it may be. Oh. All right, so you have a unique business opportunity available in in Wagga. What are the unique characteristics about that region? And who's the main client base? Uh, Who are you dealing with there? So in Wagga Wagga, we have the opportunity to sell or bring on another franchisee into their area based on a good customer base they've been able to build. So we're looking at uh, selling someone again a $50,000, $60,000 customer base as a good starting point to come into the business with. And basically the the clientele around around Wagga and the existing areas are based up a lot of manufacturing and those companies that are really serious about their OH&S and their safety for their employees. And uh, we do that on a regular basis. Every six months? Yeah, so we do that on a frequency of every six months to the Australian standard and and, and test and, and make sure everything's uh, obviously safe and compliant. Sure. Yeah, sure thing. So if someone's coming in there, uh, I mean, can you just explain a bit about the benefit of that split-style system you have there as well? Yeah, so the split-style system comes into effect in a different scenario that uh, someone has a working customer base to start with where they don't have to come into a green site or green field and potentially start with no customers and try and build that. So basically it gives you a $50,000 income for those 12 months, whatever that may look like, or $60,000, whichever it may be for sale-wise. And that gives you a starting point. So you've got work that's there to be done on the frequency when it's due invoices can be recreated so you've got a bit of a cash flow and it gives you confidence to basically take your training and put that into practice and then that gives you more confidence then that you can take that to the next level and start to build your own customers by uh, cold calling or taking referrals or any leads that may come from the system you'd be just a bit more confidence in regards to be able to sell your services because you have some customer base to be able to put that training into in the practice And from that side, what would you class as a successful franchisee in your area? You know, what type of return do they be expecting and what type of support do they get? And after that, what type of commitment is expected from them? The region for Wagga Wagga, it is really about someone who wants to get out there and just have a, have a go and build their business the way they want to build their business. Yes, there is work that will be there, but you need to be able to go and build your own customer base as well and that takes time and dedication in regards to getting out the door in the morning having a target base or an eye of an area you want to uh, talk to and try to talk to the right people and talk about your services over my experiences it does take a little bit of a time so it's that dedication piece where you need to keep working away it may take you two or three times to have a, uh, a meeting with a customer or have a touch with that customer to be able to start selling one of our uh, four or five services that we may be able to get across the line to build that customer base. So the dedication part of someone who really wants to get out there and have a go and build their customer and their business to what they um, what they need based on their uh, their requirements is what's really important here for Wagga. Sure. I mean, there is that dedication required, but the beauty of it is that support that comes from the franchise system itself. Can you sort of touch on that a little bit of how that support plays through? Yeah, so you have your franchisor. So the franchisor gives you that support, whether it's a technical support or whether it's a sales support 
putting together a quote, you have an opportunity to put a quote together. Just giving you some ideas to make sure that we're, uh, we put our best foot forward, we, we quote right and we quote at the right price, right level for our services, the value that everyone will receive and, and get the job across the line. And just to really build that local face-to-face relationship with a customer will go a long way in helping you build your services, build that customer client base. You can bring in your franchisors. So franchisors quite welcome to come down and help you with a few of those, maybe do a couple of days with you on the road, targeting some customers and just taking some feedback whether what worked and what didn't work and just come back and really have a look at the process that you might have went through on a customer call and say, well, maybe it didn't quite work because I did this wrong. Well, let's have a look and then we'll change it for the next one To uh, If someone can self-reflect and work back on what has worked and what hasn't worked, uh, will really help them and put them in a good stead moving forward to get them across the line a lot, of, a lot quicker. Because it does sound like the training you're providing and mentorship is a combination of technical training as well as business training and mentorship. Yeah, so our um, our internal training for uh, Jim's Test and Tag is the Test and Tag division under the Jim's brand. It takes up 15 days of internal training, so not all that is uh, Test and Tag. Uh, portion of it as well as we have sales training simple stuff like account keeping your accounting package how that all puts together some cold call sales training is all there as well so it's a whole portfolio of everything that you need to um, make a start when you when you finish training and want to uh, start your business on on day one um, on the best foot and uh, and only look forward from there yeah, um, uh, Tim, a, a lot of people forget that when you're actually buying into a franchise such as Juice Test and Tag, you're actually buying an asset which you which you grow and you're able to, apart from making a good living out of it, uh, you're actually able to grow it and then sell it off at, at a you know at an increased price. Can you tell us a little bit about how that works and, and perhaps any examples um, that, that you've seen? Yeah, that's a good, uh, good question, Frank, because we buy a set territory for the gym system, which you purchase. And that is also there to to exit the business. So coming into the business and exiting the business is just as important as each other. If they've done correctly, you can definitely build a good customer base, get your initial investment returned again. And potentially in my scenario, where I was able to purchase $50,000 worth of customers, three years later down the track, I'm looking at selling $50,000 to $60,000 worth of customers. So that investment I will get back on a return over those over those few years, but I then also have another large portion customer base to keep working with. So I'm sort of at the point now that my business is full in regards to customers and my timing and making sure that everyone is done on time. So I'll need to alleviate some of that pressure and then it gives me a chance to bring some more customers that I might want to bring through to my business and give someone else a chance to be able to do the same thing in regards to building a uh, customer base that becomes to a good uh, regular turnover clientele for for however many years they may want to be with us. All right, fantastic. Look, and another question is, look, where do you see your industry heading in the um, you know the testing and tagging and, and safety sector? What what do you think is driving demand in the sector, and where do you see it heading over the next couple of years? Um, I see. The OHS or work health and safety is a big part of the businesses who look at that as on a serious side of things. Some internal customers that I do, sorry, internally they have their own internal policies in regards to test and tag. 
which can go over and above the Australian standard. And that's how serious they look at people's safety and their employee safety. And they, they're our clients that really see our value and they're our clients that we deliver value back to. So if someone has an internal policy, they've done their, their risk assessments, there's reasons why they've gone down this sort of road and we just do the testing as per their policy in the guidelines of the standards. Most of these companies go above the Australian standard in regards to uh, frequency and when they might need to be retested again. And look, So yeah, it's really around guys who really want to feel serious about OH&S and work health and safety. It is a big part of their businesses these days. It does help deliver compliance as well as a safety factor for employees. Everyone wants to go home the same way they turn up to work in the morning as well to their families. Sure. Can you, um, I mean, I think it would help if you sort of describe what a, I guess a typical day for you is for um, in, in Jim's test and tag, like, you know, what, what time do you start? You know, what, what, what are the sort of, sort of clients that you see and, and maybe just give us a bit of a taste of what a typical day is for, for you? Yeah, so a typical day, depending on the client you may be doing, first up in the morning, we might be doing a couple of tradesmen, some carpenters or plumbers, getting their items, their tools done. Uh, we could potentially end up in a, into a workshop some workshops may be a two-day job to be able to get done. So we could be there early in the morning and finish uh, around as well to get done as quickly as possible, not trying to inconvenience. Other days, guys, it could be a nine o'clock start because we're going into an office space to start testing in and they're not ready till nine o'clock in the morning and then we're in the office in the air conditioner, which is always good in summer, you know, testing in there and we could be there for four or five hours. In between those days, we could be taking any inquiries from our call centre for any new work that may come through for leads, uh, talking to the clients over the phone, whether we're quoting over the phone or or organising a day that we can um, potentially go down and meet up face-to-face and get an an idea of what their requirements are or talking to other internal franchisees on a daily basis as well, whether they've got their own issue and they're asking for your information or support or what technical knowledge you may be that you may be able to help them with. Yeah, that's pretty much a general day for us. And then uh, we head home and we uh, we put together our reports from our days of testing for our customers and create our invoices and send those all through so they, um, they can see what was tested and how it was tested and kept on file for uh, any requirements in the future. Well, thanks for that, Tim. So obviously anyone who's interested in the opportunity, uh, both in either you know, Wagga or in um, some of the other regions or territories, What's the next step? How do they reach out to you? And what are your steps in bringing on someone on board who's suitable for, for the role? Yeah, so the the potential prospect franchisee looking at our business would uh, enter an inquiry into our system through, through our head office in Melbourne. And that would then be allocated to the required franchisor based on the region and their location. So that would come through to that franchisor. Myself, and we'll use example of Sydney, will come through to me and my region potentially would then um, make an initial contact with that uh, prospect in regards to when's a good time to jump on the phone together, have a conversation, and what's the main key? What, why did you make the inquiry? What are you looking to get out of this? What's your, what's your KPIs in regards to any income and lifestyle? And what's the main driver for you to want to make an investment and where does that want to take you to? So we can get that full understanding to make sure that that business can deliver on someone's expectations. And we only want people in our business to have a good experiences. We, we make sure that we can 
our business model and our return can deliver on what someone else's um, may want or their expectations on that. Yeah, sure. But then there's also a process where you come into workshops and, and prospect and they get people on the road as relatively quickly after that initial screening. Yeah, so if someone is, takes that next step in regards to really having a look at the business and how it's done, we can um, take that person out onto a job site uh, that's suitable for everyone and just show them a day day's work for us in regards to how we go about process with the customer, how do we test those items, how do we leave the job site and, uh, and bits and pieces like that. Basically just a, a day in the life of for that prospect to have a look at and just see whether that's really something that they want to uh, be doing in their future direction. Yeah, Tim, as, as, as a last question, I was just going to ask, you know, what do you enjoy most about being part of the Jim's uh, Test and Tag team? What I enjoy most about being part of Jim's uh, Test and Tag is the group of people that you can work with day in, day out, side by side on a large job. All the guys that you'll have contact with over the phone as well, and they're only looking to, um, to better themselves, their customer. And just basically walk away and have a um, have a good feeling that you've provided a, a good service for your customer. Everyone's happy. You might have come across some items that need to be repaired or, or replaced. Um, and that's really why we're there for the customer, make sure that everything is safe. And it's, it's just a camaraderie between everyone. We're all doing the same thing. We're all wearing the same shirt, just with different names. And we want to be doing the same job, walking away and having that same sort of feeling, the camaraderie of everyone. Uh, as a group of guys um, and we do meet up every so often as well as have our annual conferences where we can uh, catch up uh, again on a formal basis. All right, fantastic. Look, thanks a lot for that, Tim. And look, and from the Eden Exchange team, we've also had the fortune of attending some of the workshops and events and can attest to the professionalism of the group and the opportunity presented. Mm. So for anyone interested, we encourage you to head towards you know, jimstestandtag.com.au and submit an inquiry or alternatively, there's an inquiry, contact us underneath this podcast where Inquire and one of the team will get back in touch with you. Apart from that, look, thanks again for your time, Tim. Appreciate it and hope to have you on another podcast very soon. Thanks, Tim. Cheers. Excellent, guys. Thank you very much for your time. Eden Exchanges was brought to you by the team at Eden Exchange. In this episode, we spoke to Tim Tisdale, Franchisor of Jim's Test and Tag and Fire Safety in Sydney and regional Wagga Wagga. For more information on this or any other episodes by Eden Exchanges, head to EdenExchange.com or www.businessbuyinvest.com. You can also find us on Facebook, LinkedIn, Twitter, and Instagram for recent updates on the buying and investing business world. You can subscribe to this series on iTunes or Stitches if you're using Android. Thanks for listening.